Hello there and welcome to episode 49 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I'm your host Michelle and with me as always is your other host, my son Colin. Why did you say it like that? Colin. Colin. <laughs> What's up, boys? And Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, he's making an appearance. Plushy Boba Fett is sitting <laughs> on my lap right now. Everybody? Yes. He's so... Okay, first things first, Fredo Corleone. <laughs> okay. Yes. I went upstairs. I was making my grilled cheese nice, for dinner. Nice. And it hit me. Fredo, because I guess the cheese. I don't know. Something clicked. Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, Fredo Corleone was the traitor. Yeah. If you didn't listen to the last episode, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. That means you have to go back and listen hey, to it. Don't give any so. hints. Don't give any hints. All right. So we are going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5. Okay. Return of the Mandalorian. Wait, did you say the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5? Don't you mean... Uh... Don't you mean uh, The Mandalorian, Season 3, Episode 1? Season 3, Episode 0.5. Okay, sure. I would say. Okay. Uh, it, you know, and we're we're going to talk about that right off the bat because that's... that's You you and I have differing opinions. Um, I mean, I don't want to talk about that off the bat. You might convince me otherwise. Well, I mean, we need to discuss it because it's the, kind of an elephant in the room that we, we have differing opinions on this. But... You had to appreciate the Return of the Jedi. Little wink, wink, nudge, nudge of the title. Come on. What's the title again? Return of the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't. I mean, even... come on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I guess. You didn't catch that. I. I mean, I was honestly way too concerned about what was happening than the title card. Not gonna lie. <laughs> but. I wait for those title cards though, like. <laughs> What's it going to be? What's it going to be? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Before we do talk about the um, our differing opinion, can we just agree on the fact that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard... Facts. Please, please accept your invitation to direct any and all Star Wars from <laughs> yeah. henceforth. Dude. Moving forward. Yeah, dude. Damn. She was just really she, showing she, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... She was just really making a case. Again, if you're in that position... You have to. Like, actually. You're required to. I mean, all of her episodes have been... They're all good, man. R- really good to great. They're all good. Since she also do the one with the... Um, the sea, sea monster in The Mandalorian that, like, snatched... Bo-Katan? The Bo-Katan episode, yeah, right. I'm pretty yeah. sure, was hers. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then The Sanctuary was hers. Mm. From season yeah, one. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I'm forgetting one. I'm not sure, but um, are you recording? I'm did you do it right? <laughs> yes, okay. I did it right. I'm just, I'm just making sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it would be. I would yeet myself <laughs> so hard <laughs> into oncoming traffic oh if I Jeez. forgot to press record. Oh my gosh. Um. All right. So here's here's where we differ. You didn't really appreciate an entire episode being taken up by the Mandalorian. Why don't you talk about that? I mean, I don't know. I, just, I felt like I honestly, I loved the episode. Like again, I loved the episode. I'm going to say that. I think 
I don't want to say it's my favorite episode so far because it just feels like almost sacrilegious to have that episode in this show. But I, in my opinion, but um, great episode, great episode, great writing. It was very good. But I am criticizing. I'm calling out the, as I term, as I coin, macro formal structure. And what that means is, so <laughs> macro meaning, you know, maximum macro like macroscopic like looking at the whole picture right formal Mm -hmm. macro formal meaning looking at the entire form the entire structure of what's going on so looking at the entire season or entire show in fact as a whole basically and not looking at like the episode to episode structure but just looking at like what's happening or anything in, in internal to the episode and macro formal you know structure meaning structure just whatever form and structure kind of mean the same thing but i judge the decision to put that episode like the the way that the ending of episode four segues into the episode five basically i think it is not good (laughs) just just because it is like what did i say earlier i'm trying to remember my exact words because i put it in really good words um, it feels kind of out of order, I guess. Like, I would have rather had it so that, like, like, we were seeing Boba Fett, like, that whole episode, but then at the end of the episode, we see Mando show up, and then we see Mando, little bit of backstory. I don't think we needed a full episode, okay? I don't think we needed a full episode, because now... My, my, maybe you don't feel the same way because maybe you're just very, very tuned in on like the story of Boba Fett. That's cool. But I do think, like, I don't want Mando to be like involved in everything. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like keep him, like keep him in his place right now. That's cool. But like, again, it felt kind of wrong for the episode to be in the show. And like, I've been told by my friends that this is their favorite episode so far, and, like, Boba Fett wasn't even in it. So, like, that is a problem. Like, story writing-wise, come on. Don't don't call it the Book of Boba Fett. Don't make it about Boba Fett if it's not going to be about Boba Fett, which it kind of doesn't feel like it very much at this point. Because now, like, we just got more... I honestly feel like we just got more character development in this episode for The Mandalorian than, like, the first... the second three episodes of The Book of Boba Fett. Like, it feels like we three episodes... And I have more developed, like, it feel, It just feels like they care more about him. That's what it feels like to me. Um, so it just, it puts, a, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, I guess. When I, when I think about, like, the whole show. But, I will refer, I will state again, it is a very good episode. It's very good. Um, I just don't want to associate it with the show. Like, I just want it to be okay. in its own thing. I, I think it's, I think it's stupid. I honestly think, like, um... I, I yeah, it like I see what they were trying. I see what they were trying to do. They wanted to give you like a huge background story all of a sudden because they weren't going to do that in the Mandalorian. Because think about doing it the other way around. You know what I mean? Like doing it so that the Mandalorian like meets Boba Fett, and then all of a sudden we get one episode of Boba Fett, and then it's like, well, now I just care about Boba Fett. You know, it's like it, it's, okay. it's 
it's not good. You're playing. You're playing right into my hands, and I really appreciate it. Okay, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's like it's um. But you are. You're playing right into my my thesis statement. Which that I counters my idea. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. It what you just said is exactly why I think my thesis statement well, I mean, is the fact that valid. The, the fact because here 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 is the bottom line. Okay, the bottom line is that The Mandalorian, as a show, exists. I don't know if this is true, but I have a feeling that it exists to introduce Boba Fett, to give us a show about Boba Fett, as a result of him being your... Because if you're going to introduce Boba Fett, everyone on the planet is going to be like, okay, (laughs) 40 years, 40 years. So it's like, it's... Uh... Uh, it just, it just, it okay. just, it's, it seems, it seems like there's a feedback loop happening here. You know what I mean? Oh, there, oh yes, there is. So, I don't know. It's there bad. It's bad. It just, it okay. just feels very, um, uh, like, it, it feels very, like, what's a good example of that? Honestly, it feels like Bach. I'll just say it. Feels like Bach. Feels like Bach. Bach writes a piece. It's really good. And then he keeps writing the piece that is essentially the exact same and just changes up the the microformal structure of it but it's always kind of the same like on the outside which like again that's it's it is storytelling and storytelling is storytelling hero's journey is hero's journey that's not going to change but like i'm not really talking about like that's too big of a picture i'm just talking about within the context of the mandalorian existing <laughs> like it's okay. it's just frustrating honestly can i can I can I go? Does that does it make sense? It's kind of complicated explaining why I didn't like it. It's not complicated. It's not complicated because I have heard many people say this my, since this aired. Let me rephrase. You're not alone. Let me tell you that. Thesis statement. Here's my thesis statement. You can even talk after mm-hmm. this. My thesis statement. My thesis statement is that this episode, amazing from my Star Wars brain, like my Star Wars brain loved this episode. Okay, like super good Star Wars. Very very good Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. Very good internal storytelling to this episode within the episode itself. I thought it was really good. Um, however, my artist brain is like, no, <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> Why does this exist? It shouldn't be this good. They should not have gone in this hard on this because now I'm not going to lie. I want to keep seeing the N1 Starfighter. It's very new it's very cool and boba fett is not so you know what i mean like it just it doesn't work very well with me i guess okay it's kind of like when you see ahsoka in the mandalorian it's like what the heck now i want to know what ahsoka's doing well yeah that was yeah i'll i'll still die on that hill that that was a weird that was a weird injection into the middle of that season I guess. it's like it's like they're building um, their own cameos <laughs> you know okay let let me tell you let me tell you my and i hate cameos okay go ahead, go ahead what what i think is going on here go ahead and i'll just preface by saying i'm not sure that that well we didn't we didn't record about episode four until like earlier today right so but when when I heard the Mando theme at the end of episode four, I wasn't very jazzed about it. Like everybody mm. else was super jazzed. Well, not everybody else, but a lot of people were really jazzed about it. And I was like, man. Yeah. Why? Yeah. 
And that was before I knew this entire, like, I just thought he was just going to be in the episode of the book of Boba Fett. I didn't realize an entire episode would be dedicated to him and what he's been doing. However, when I saw this episode, it just, everything clicked into place in my head as to why they're doing this. I know why they're doing this. They're doing this because Favs and Filoni (laughs) love, love the Mandalorian. Yes. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. They are into it. Yes. They've always been into it. Favs has been playing Mandalorians for since the Clone Wars. Yeah. So he's into it. And Filoni's been writing Mandalorian (laughs) since the Clone Wars. (laughs) So what I think happened was uh, they were like, okay, we have spent how many decades on the Skywalker saga, Mm. on the Jedi, on the Sith, on the Force thing, on all of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have an opportunity to give the same uh, time and attention to the Mando universe. Well, people call it the Mandoverse as though it's based on Din. It's not based on Din. Oh, dog. No. Din is just... No, no, no. You need to hear me out. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying it's not about him. Oh, okay. It's not about... He is a vessel. You're full of it. He is a vessel. That is what he is. He was... A glorified vessel. He was the, um, like the, 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 the little nudge towards here's what we're doing. Yeah. We're introducing a brand new character. And, and what happened before that show came out? I remember what happened before that show came out when they announced they were doing a show called The Mandalorian. There was an awful lot of grumbling and griping about it mm. because it was like, who, what is this going to be? Is it just going to be like, you know, lone bounty hunter? Yeah. Rough, killing people like all the time. What did it turn out to be? A dad and son smooshy story. Yeah, okay. It was not what people expected it to be. Are you, uh, you haven't explained your point yet, right? You're getting to it? I'm, I'm getting okay, to it. Okay, okay, just making sure. Because my brain's a little out of the, it right now. <laughs> when they announced the book of Boba Fett, what happened? A lot of grumbling and griping. This is just going to be Boba Fett killing people, running around being a bounty hunter. Well, guess what? It's not. Like, how many times are they going to do this before you realize that's not what they're doing? Yeah, dude. That's not the point. The point is, they wanted to give the time and attention to the Mandalorian story. And do you remember the theory that I had that the title, The Mandalorian, did not just apply to Din? Oh, yeah. yeah. That it was like Mandalorian as... A cult, as a people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if Mandalorian is plural? I remember that. Basically. I remember that. That's what it is. Mm. We're getting... Because, because you know what's weird? And and I get that this is, this is kind of an MCU thing, and it's Favreau, and he's pulling that in, and he is. He definitely is. He's pulling in this story structure for, from the MCU because... Typically, we don't see this in Star Wars no. ever. It's not no. a concurrent story being told. You know, this is a new thing for Star Wars. Yeah. Um, 
other than in a trilogy, you know, you have your trilogy, which is concurrent, but there's never like parallel lines of storytelling going yeah, no. on. Yeah, no. That's weird. It is very different. And new. It is very different. Oh, so, but I mean, granted though, it only is new because it has always been about one family, you know, like. Right. Right. And then like 20 years later, we see the Clone Wars and we see, you know, Order 66 happening from basically every perspective you could imagine. Yeah, yeah. Because they keep showing that to us. Yeah. But um, anyway, the point is, I think they they sat down and said, we're going to give this a go. We're going to try to put as as close of a focus on the Mandalorians as we have for Four Caesars and Jedi and Sith and Skywalkers for all this time. And we're going to start out with a new character and we're going to pull in baby Yoda and it's good. And people are going to be like, what the heck? And that way we're going to actually start to widen the circle to include Bo-Katan, to include Boba Fett, to eventually probably include Omega and who, you know, maybe, maybe some other maybe other bad batchers because don't tell me it's a coincidence that we have gotten this new show in the Mandalorian, the bad batch and the book of Boba Fett all within. Oh yeah. That's what's weird. Uh, Yes. That is weird. That is weird. All one story. So you're talking about a macro view. Yeah. Pull all the way back, pull all the way up. Uh, Take the camera all the way into the sky and you're getting a view of, the entire, for once, mm-hmm. it's not the Mandalorians are side characters and they're working them into the Skywalker saga or they're working them into sure, sure. the Clone Wars or any of the stuff we've already focused on before. This is their story. This is where it's going. We're going to get, we've already gotten history that we didn't know before. Mm-hmm. We've got much better picture of what's going on. Like there were so many questions that were out there about the Mandalorians. Like, first of all, like weird that um, Sabine was gifted the dark saber, then gifted it to Bo-Katan when we have, you know, uh, the the armorer over here saying that is blasphemous. Mm -hmm. And it's not adding up. Well, guess what? It's not adding up because now we found out they think that she cursed their people. Yeah. By accepting the the friggin' Darksaber without winning it in battle. Like, oh, okay, this actually all does make sense. Mm. And I'm not saying they knew that that's where they were going with it, you know, whenever they wrote the... um in the clone wars or whatever but they're making it make sense like they're adding this all together and they're trying to give us a big picture of what happened i mean the fact that this is the first time we've ever actually seen in with our two eyeballs the night of the thousand tears or the purge and how how this sect survived Mm -hmm. you know she laid it down she's like this is what happened yeah. This is why we survived. This is why we have so many little pockets of Mandalorians everywhere and nobody's getting along because everybody's been like secluded in their little cloisters of whatever their beliefs are. 
and now they're all like no my no you're wrong no i'm right you're wrong like it's the coolest freaking thing. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. All right. I, I've I've come to the conclusion like this is what I have been waiting for to happen. They're just being real, kind of sneaky about it. <laughs> like they threw Grogu in there to link to link the whole Force thing up with everything you know everything else, but. Basically, this is they're giving us the story of the Mandalorians. Like they're they're finally going to tell us like what the heck went down and now what? Like now what? Because they all have these different ideas about who should be Mandalore, who should have the dark saber, what makes you worthy of having the dark saber. Is it your name? Is it your family? Is it besting someone in battle? Is it killing a bunch of people? Like what is it? fascinating love it here for every second of it okay but i will say exposition give me the exposition give though. me another show the, like i want to so you I disagree with show. Me. i completely disagree with oh, you okay okay i wasn't sure if you were because you didn't make it clear i completely disagree with you okay i'm making it clear i think what they're doing is um and the book of boba fett is just that it's the book yeah that's true it's a book. That's true. That's true. In the story of the Mandalorian people. Okay, but why call it the Mandalorian though? The show. Why call it the Mandalorian? Well, because he is one. I mean. Okay, but. Sure, but I think it's a double entendre. I just think they mean like this is gonna. When we're done here, we're gonna have a f- a really good, in-depth story of what's going on with the Mandos because we've really never gotten it. Mm. And it sucks, actually. You know how many people that I've heard over the last week or two say, I don't even bother trying to understand Mandalorian history because it's so complicated yeah. and piecemeal that I can't fit it together it in is, my head. It's, it's like bad. too much. Uh-huh. Do you know? I, constantly I hear that. And I'm always like, really? I mean, and then I'm like, oh, wait, but I'm a total Mando person. Yeah. So it's not that confusing to me. But if you're just a cash Mando person and you're looking at them as like, oh, these side characters, basically. Yeah. These side stories that occasionally intersect with the Skywalker saga. Then, yeah, you're probably like, I mean, I, I know people that didn't even realize the Purge and the Night of a Thousand Tears were the same thing. Oh, yeah. They're the same thing. Yeah. But they were like, what's the difference? Nah. And I'm like, there isn't one. It's the <laughs> same thing. It's just that the overall public calls it the purge, but the Mando sect that we've seen the snapshot of, you know, Din's covert, they call it the Night of the Thousand Tears. Yeah. I just think it's fascinating. I love it. I think it's great. No, I do too. I'm not saying I don't like the Mandalorian. And I'm not saying it I did, don't like the Book of Boba. I'm just saying that I think the exposition and the way it happened was not at a good time. Because it is very early in the show. It's very early in the show, still. The show's almost over, bro. There's only two more episodes. There's only two more episodes of Boba Fett. Okay, my question to you is this, then. Would you... I I mentioned this. Would you have rather this happened, or would you have rather the reverse happened in The Mandalorian? Well, it kind of did. But here's why that wouldn't have worked. 
because people have been waiting almost 40 years for Boba Fett's story. One little backstory episode is not going to cut it. Mm. They needed they needed a book of Boba Fett. They needed six episodes. Okay, that's fair. To be to show what led up to where he is right now. So no. But here's the here's the analogy I told dad. I was like Did dad see this I didn't episode? think I was Oh yeah. Did he like it? Uh yeah, he loved it. That's good. But he was like questioning too, like why are they putting giving him an entire episode? I'm like, well, he, here's why I think they are because it's <laughs> well, here's they're why. <laughs> not they're not giving him anything. They're weaving it all together in such a way that is going to make sense. Like we couldn't have just they couldn't have just brought Din into this war story with the Pikes without telling us what the heck he's been doing. Like that would have been weird. Everybody would have been like, wait a minute. What the heck's he been doing all this time? They had to do something like this. But here's the analogy I told him that, and you, this is probably, you're not going to know this commercial because you're too young, but there used to be a Reese's peanut butter cup Why are you talking about commercial. Reese's peanut butter right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. There used to be a Reese's peanut butter cup commercial where, and I don't know, this is probably this is maybe in the 90s. I don't remember exactly when it was, but there was like a person sitting there eating a chocolate bar and then there was another person eating some peanut butter and somehow they got <laughs> the peanut butter got accidentally put into the jar of peanut butter and the peanut butter person was like oh, why is your chocolate in my peanut butter and the chocolate person was like why is your peanut butter on my chocolate and then they both took a bite and they were both like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever tasted that is what this is <laughs> okay <laughs> this is delicious okay that's a weird analogy but all right this is a this is a mando boba fett peanut butter cup and it's okay. so good okay how about this then maybe this is the problem with me because of what happened in season two near the end of the season two of the mandalorian okay yeah so is there a reason is there a good reason that those episodes included him is there a good reason besides Luke, just you're talking about no Luke? i'm talking about boba fett oh boba fett like a crucial yeah. he wasn't even at the end of the season like he was there just to help out for a little bit and then he dipped so maybe but, maybe what i would have been better with is if that never happened and then at this point going forward there was this linkage, and then we are just, okay, yes, we but, are now one. But you know? your chocolate's in your peanut butter, and it's delicious. But imagine how cooler it would have been if we got to this point. You know? I don't know. Nah. Nah. It's just kind of... I love, I love the, the whole mixing and matching of all the Mandos, because, I, because they're, trying, they're trying to say, I think, stop getting hung up on who's in what show... This is all one story. I guess. I hope you're right. Because if you're not right, I'm right. <laughs> I have to be right. I don't see how I'm... There's no way I'm wrong. Because we've already got Bo-Katan running around with her people. We've got Din and Grogu. And now he's at odds with the armor and the covert. Oh, yeah. What do you, think? What do you got, think is in that little, uh, little folder? And we've there? got Boba Fett and... and Fennec Shand. What do you think it's what do like you think's in that little folded up thing? 
Well, I mean, I think it's chain mail. I, I said oh. to dad or somebody, I'm like, either it's chain mail or he's going to get his ears pierced a whole bunch of times. And those are all earrings. <laughs> I guess you don't think I'm funny. No, I that's think I'm funny. funny. No, that's funny. It's chain mail. It's got to be chain mail. What else could it be? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Let's just start talking about the episode, I guess. Okay. Now that we've got that debate somewhat out of the way. Yeah. I don't know that you're buying into my theory. I'm, like I said, if you're right, thesis, if but... you're right, you're right. If you're not right, I'm right. We can agree upon this. Oh, did I lag a little bit? Yeah, you did. I said, if you're Every right... Every once in a while that happens. I said, if you're right, I'm right, and... Oh, I'm sorry. If you're right, I'm wrong. If I'm right, you're wrong. We just, neither yes. of us know yet, though. Well, there's also rumors about a third Mando-centric show. Oh. That could be coming down. Okay. Down the pipeline. But again, Jeez, I, like I said, like I said last episode, see, that's what I'm saying. Like I said last episode, or maybe I just said it, I don't remember now because we recorded twice oh. today. <laughs> but you can't, I mean, there's no way that having the the Mandalorian show plus the Bad Batch plus the Book of Boba Fett all coming within a couple of years and and having Bo-Katan involved and new new Mandalorians like the armor who clearly are important to the story that's just that's what they're doing Wait, what they're is this weaving... new show you're talking about well I don't really want to say in case people don't want to don't like speculation i'll tell you later is it the the jedi no i wish bro come on we gotta see some of that <laughs> we gotta see some of that bro every night <laughs> i pray to the force <laughs> yeah. dude please dude. please give dude. me the tar visla movie yeah, oh no <laughs> tv show i don't care what it is I just need, I need Well, if they're going to yep, give us a whole episode it. of The Mandalorian completely randomly, then they can do that. That's my opinion. Oh, man, what if there was like a standalone oh, man. special episode, a very special episode of The Mandalorian where The Mandalorian is Tarvisla and not Din. Yes. Yes. I would probably die. <laughs> oh, that'd be so of cool. Of happiness. All right, we've got to get into that. I've got so much to say. All right, okay. go quickly. This episode opens with well first of all it's a meat packing business yeah so i mean i don't know how it's possible that people aren't picking up on the whole mafia oh, thing yeah. but so, if they're not here's a direct reference to like i mean i know it was in um there was a meat uh, packing fargo. business in fargo i thought about fargo when i saw that that was the first thing there's I thought a of. There's at least a butcher shop, if not, I'm, it might be a meat packing place too, in the Sopranos. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. Um, I don't remember one in the Godfather. No, maybe there isn't. There might be one. There might not be. Never mind. But anyway, it's my goodness. Okay. All right. So, there, there. You cannot watch that whole sequence without comparing it to season one, episode one, of The Mandalorian. Yeah. He's making an entrance. It's a cold atmosphere. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I like the lighting in this scene. You know, he's basically... The lighting was dope. 
blue and like kind of gun smoke colors. Oh, totally. Totally like cold. Yeah, man. Grays and blues. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. He's a Ronin again. I mean, it's, it's, he's off on it. You know, he's back to business. Yep. Doing the same thing he used to do before Grogu. Um, Which is interesting. So that was, that was cool. Yeah. I liked that is the parallel. Yeah. But the other <laughs> thing I really liked about it was, um, it's a butcher shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so metaphorically speaking, there's an awful lot of, severing cutting yeah chopping up something that was once alive and warm and like you know lovely do we know what kind of meat it is no i don't think so Mm. i don't think i i kind of looked around i didn't really see like a head or anything laying around so i could tell what it is maybe it's ronto it could be it could be could be ronto rontos are pretty big um but I wrote down, chopping up once living warm flesh. It's been cut out of a living being. Now it's just hanging, cold and lifeless, in a meat locker. Everything is cold, blue and gray in color. We see him through plastic a lot as he walks through. Um, You see a fuzzy image of him behind the plastic, hanging in the doorway. He is not the man he used to be when he was with Grogu. He isn't fully himself. He's resorted back to his old way of life violence he uses his old catchphrase i can bring you in cold yeah warm or i can bring you in cold the first thing that guy says to him is you look lost yeah yeah i mean the dude is not following uh the middle path anymore Mm. like he's (laughs) he has however lost his way however he has clearly lost his mojo he has lost his. Mojo. Gets shot, bro. Um, he gets bit. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. He gets bit. Mm-hmm. Still not really sure what to make of that. Mm. Other than those things look like um, bulldogs. Yeah. <laughs> with their bulldog. Yeah, I thought the makeup with all of them standing like next to each other towards the camera. I thought they looked really good. Oh yeah, yeah, because everybody's like slightly different. They all yeah. look slightly unique. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, this episode was really like aesthetically, really, cinemat- really well done. Cinemat- Cinematography-wise, it was good. It was great. So that's basically they let us know in the first five minutes where he is mentally, and it's not great. Yeah, he's really fallen back into his own pattern, of, old pattern of behavior. He's using. The Darksaber. Yeah, dude. He doesn't care. To cut a guy up. Yeah. For money. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, that was a big yikes It was me. a big yikes. I was like, ooh, bro. Yeah, it doesn't look good. With... What is going on with you? Yeah. Well, that's why I think Tarvisla has to get in here somewhere. He's got to be like, listen. <laughs> He's going to come to him and be like, how dare you? <laughs> no, I'm just waiting. Dude, because honestly... Tell me you're not getting vibes of Avatar, like with all this talk being like the 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 past generations and like the like the Avatar coming. Because you know, like for some reason, whenever I think of Tarvisla, I think of um, Kiyoshi, Avatar Kiyoshi, every single time. Oh. I don't know why. I have no idea why, but I do. It's like a subconscious thing. I think because like I know well, you know the background of her, right? Like she. I mean, like, she has she has all these 
acolytes, basically, and followers, and the Kyoshi warriors are trying to uphold her exactly. tradition and That's stuff. That's probably it. Uh, but also, That's like, a good like, what she was up to when she was alive, like, like she, she, like, basically separated the Earth Kingdom into, like, different sections, because... Oh, see, I don't remember any of that detail. Yeah, man. She's cool. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I do. Well, the other other than all of that cool stuff happening with this opening sequence um the big moment of uh, is for me like the record scratch moment is when he actually cuts himself with the dark saber yeah, dude. because you know that's just automatically telling that's you that's so metaphorical <laughs> you are on the wrong path what are you doing yeah the sword's like stop it it's it's not, this is not what, you should not be using me to sever. You should be using me to unite. That's true, the whole point of me. True. So what are you doing? And it's very symbolic in that, okay, this is crazy. This is crazy. Um, so whenever it was that the Darksaber up first came up in, in the show, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. I, you know, we talked a lot about, um, well, I, and with Marie Claire about how this is super Arthurian, you know, it's, it is, it's Excalibur, et cetera, but her friend, Josh Johnson, and I have it right here. Okay. On April 21st, 2020. Okay. Josh Johnson tweeted. It's going through someone's thigh at some point. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Why? What, what does that mean? This is a slow clap for Josh Why? Johnson. Why? Good guess, but like, big deal. Why? Because it is a Arthurian... Oh. It's Arthurian business. Oh. It's the Fisher King. Okay. Well, first of all... I don't know that much about whole, Arthurian legend, to be real with you. Not enough. The... The thigh wound is symbolic for castration. Okay, They sure. just never called it castration. They would just say, oh, he got a horrible wound in his thigh. Gotcha, okay. Interesting. And so the whole Fisher King story is, you know, it's it's a long story, but basically he's the, he's the la- I think, the last keeper of the Holy Grail. Okay. And um, he is punished for something, and he gets a thigh wound, and is impotent and can't and he's like he can't reproduce anymore oh. he's his vitality's gone he's like done for okay in that respect so the whole way that they were treating din as like the knight yeah okay. and the dark saber as excalibur i mean the dude April 21st, 2020. <laughs> okay. That thing's going through someone's thigh at some point. <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. I almost fell out of my chair. Like, when that happened, I don't... I, I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, I can't believe That's that. pretty good. So funny. Good on him. Good on and, him. Poggers. Like, um, go buy a lottery ticket or something. <laughs> yeah. Although that had nothing to do with luck. It was just he knows his Arthurian legend that well. He's like, oh, yeah, that's going through someone's thigh. Yeah, man. Um, but the way that they did it was great because it it plays on that level, but it also plays on the level of 
you don't know what you're doing with that thing. Like, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing with that thing. Sure. Uh, like, this is not the way. This is not the way. You, the, your way is through your son and your offspring. Mm-hmm. You are not castrated. You have a son. Like, go get him. What are you doing? Okay, yeah. Because, you know, you're using this dark saber, like I said, to bisect a dude and then cut his and then cut his head off. Like, not enough that we <laughs> cut him in half. Not enough that he stabbed him already. Got to cut him in half. Not enough that we cut him in half. Now we got to cut off his head. Like, wow. Yeah, true, true. We're going very f- beyond. It was intense. It was intense. Um, and we get, uh, you know, the severed head recalls Django again. Like, yep. it just does. If there's a severed head, you're going to think of Django. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this merging of the Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian themes. Theme oh, music. yeah, I thought that was cool. That was so cool. Yeah. It was so J-Dubsy. It was J-Dubsy. It. it was J-Dubsy, I will admit. I have to think he wrote those on purpose to do, you know, like. Probably, yeah. The way he, the way J Dubs wrote Ray's theme yeah. to fold nicely into the Force theme or other other themes that might be handy later on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's definitely the way. That is the way. It is the way. It was very nice. Okay, so just for the record, um, confirmed this big ring. Oh, bruh. Inspired by the Ring World novel of 1970. Okay. Yes. That's fair. That's fair. Then then Halo was they definitely inspired by it. that. It definitely was. And I don't I have not read this book and the only reason I've ever even heard of it is because when I used to work at the library, I shelved Oh. I shelved a lot of books. Yeah. <laughs> and I would linger in the sci-fi section as one does. Oh yeah. And I do recall um seeing that book. That book. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I've heard of it. Like I know it's kind of like one of those sci-fi classics, but I have never read it. I don't know anything about it other than there's a ring world. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it also, it's, it is a circle. Mm -hmm. Because what does this ring world bring him to? It brings him back to his covert. True. True. And to the, you know, where he was brought up as a child. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. Symbolic, symbolically as well. Um, I don't even know if you cared one bit about the Star Wars elevator scene, but I just oh, thought that was so funny. No, I thought that scene. <laughs> well, I thought that. Well, actually, I thought the scene of him leaving was dope because it is. I swear, dude, like the longest single shot take or edit, like in oh, all yeah, of the Mandalorian and uh, the Book of Bo- like all of it. I'm pretty sure that's the longest one. Yeah, when he gets off the elevator and it's that long track. No, you shot see him walk. Him. You see him walk on. You see it go down. You see him get out. You see the whole thing. Yeah, it's a it's a super long tracking. That's, that's why I was saying this this woman is showing off. She yeah. wants her own show. No, that's that's dope. She's though. just like like I thought that was. I noticed that, and the fact that I noticed that means it can't be done that often then because no, like, it's tracking shots are notoriously difficult, especially in an elevator. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool for sure. Yeah, she's just she's just like, I'm not messing around anymore. Just give me a show. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, give me a show. Give me a movie. Uh, whatever. Yeah. No, her show would be uh, awesome, dude. I, if she ever gets a show, man, come on, come on, do it, just do it. 
I think she. It would be so good, it. dude. It'd be so good. She's des- she's definitely deserving of her own project. Um, but okay, so he he's walking around on this circle. He's the reason he was murdered this guy real hard <laughs> was to get information so that he could find the the armor again. I really did like like the secret decoder. Yeah, that was cool. Clues. That was cool. That was really cool. Um. I, I kind of kept looking and pausing because he asks, like, he wants to know where the port is to the substrata. Yeah, that's a cool name, by the way. Yeah, it is. But to me, that would mean, like, it's on the underbelly, but it's kind of not. It's sandwiched in between, like, an upper city and, like, a lower yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. Which is it? Oh, cool. I mean, like, yeah. that's a, no, that's, this is cool. It's not what I expected, and then of course you know the metaphorical brain is like, oh, this is he's, he's this is the ego. He's, he's caught in between these two opposing forces. I mean, it's the ego of himself. It's the ego, man. First, you got the id up here or down here, and then the super ego, and then in the middle you have the ego. It's Freudian, bro. It's always Freudian, dude. I buy that. Or Jungian. I buy that take too. Or Jungian. Or Jungian. It's Jungian too, yeah. yeah. These layers of whatever. Yeah. And then if you look really closely, you can see that this substrata, the structure of it is made up of these long hexagons, which just so happen to look just like... Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's in the middle of all the Mando chest plates, basically. Our... I'm pointing to my, my model of <laughs> Boba Fett. Um, I lost my collective shiz like when i saw her when i saw oh, yeah. her just like that was a dope shot bro perched on the very end of a catwalk yeah. into open space and she's just sitting there and i just she's, she's just sitting there but she's got her freaking tools yeah. crossed over her chest yeah dude in prayer like man. she's super egyptian in prayer yeah 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 egyptian. it is you're right you're right oh I love that character. However, it could also be foreshadowing for her to die because, like, pe- dead people lay like that. You're right. It could be. Yeah. It could be. But no, she's a very cool but character. She's like kind of crazy. The coolest? What'd you say? Kind of crazy? She's crazy. Why? She, because she, she's, like, a cult leader, but... I guess. Yeah. I, still, I still love her. I can't help it. Yeah. No. She's so freaking cool. Yeah. Until she does something like super awful, <laughs> like kills Grogu or something, oh my gosh. I'm, I still love her. Um, so Paz Visla's back. Yeah, what the heck? AKA John Favreau, <laughs> and bruh. She tells him to heal Din's leg, which he does. But the second that. Din pulls out the dark saber, and, he's like, oh. and you see him go. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, Ex- excuse me." Yeah. Looking at the dark, I knew that douchebag was going to be a problem. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Urgh. You know what though? Kind of cool visual or or uh, metaphorical like parallel, I guess, between like Cain and Abel. Yeah, kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. But I just knew he was going to be a jerk about it and be like, "That's my family heirloom." Yeah. Yeah. 
Shut up about it. <laughs> you're not worthy, dude. And you come on. If Din's not worthy, true. you're certainly not worthy. True, true, true. Um, okay, <clears throat> I wrote down this long exchange because this was the this was it. Like this was the the nugget of Mando history. Oh yes. That every Mando hardcore Mando fan was like, This is music to my ears. I love hearing this stuff. Imagine those people who like would wear Mandalorian costumes all the time at celebration when they got this. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> if I was not like super uncomfortable and stuff like that, I would so oh, yeah. have a suit of armor. I would, I would so have a suit of armor. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I just can't. I can't tolerate wearing all that stuff. It's, it's too irritating. Oh. <laughs> um. But interesting too. This this gives us a good like a checkpoint of who knows what and who believes what right now in this point of time, because she asks him, do you know its significance? And he just says, if it's won by creed in battle, the person who wields it can lead all of Mandalore. Mm. I mean, yeah, but it ain't that simple. No, <laughs> really. You must master and it. I just look, I just love the way that the armor talks. Oh yeah. The she's way so she good. Speaks, the way they write her lines. Yeah. Like, everything out of her mouth is scripture. Yeah, dude. Like, you're at church and she's reading out of the Bible or something. Yeah. One warrior will defeat 20 and the multitudes will fall before it. If, however, it is not won by creed and falls into the hands of the undeserving, it will be a curse unto the nation. Honestly, the way she talks... <laughs> unto the, the nation. The way she talks reminds me of how I write, like, prose. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. Like, I get so convoluted like that. <laughs> Mandalore will be laid to waste and its people scattered to the four winds. Yeah. And then she does bring up that it was forged over a thousand years ago by the Mandalore Tarvisla. Yes. And he was both Mandalore and Jedi. Just in case the people aren't aware. It's Just like, to let you know. Come on, dude. Just give this it is to the, the people. Deal. Please. They're making sure now everybody's caught oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like, even if you are like a casual mandalorian like you don't know any other mandalorians besides din and boba fett here's the backstory guys pay attention like she's telling you exactly what the deal is boys boys we have to get one there's literally no way there's no way you can have a mandalorian story without knowing what happened with the darksaber originally like that's important it's so important we just got all this backstory on boba fett you better give one iota (laughs) just one Okay, this statement, we're definitely going to see a mythosaur at some point. Facts. We're definitely seeing a mythosaur. Facts. Because the songs of eons past foretold the mythosaur rising up to herald a new age of Mandalore. Sadly, it only exists in legends. No, we're definitely seeing a a mythosaur. False. Before it's all said and done. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah. Um, So she takes the, the Beskar spear away oh, yes well no he gives it to her it's not like she has to talk him into it yeah because it's a threat to mandalorians because it pierces armor makes sense makes sense makes sense to take it away yeah and then she says the dark saber is a more noble weapon for you to wield which is so obi-wan to luke yeah. i really i really liked that yeah i did notice that that was cool that was a nice little nod mm-hmm um, then she talk, starts talking shit about my Bo-Katan. Like, then I start getting irritated. Um, 
She is a cult leader. She is a zealot. um, She is a zealot. That's what she is. She is a zealot, but do not talk shit about my woman like that. Bo-Katan is a cautionary tale. (laughs) It's like, ooh. A cautionary tale about how to be amazing (laughs) and awesome. Uh, And then she goes on to explain how... Because Bo-Katan took the Darksaber without winning it in battle, and it was just a gift, she's the reason for the Purge. <laughs> Sis, come on. Well, I guarantee, like, you really... I guarantee there will be an encounter between those two now. Oh, I'm hoping so. Dude, yikes. I'm hoping, I'm hoping so. I mean, Bo-Katan would because... lose, though. <laughs> no way would she win. Would she, though? No way would she win, dog. There's no chance in a lifetime. Uh, Bro, she is literally the armorer. She is the one. Like, are you serious? Come on. Uh, I will have to. You know that we're not seeing we're not seeing her fight because <laughs> we're not seeing her fight because she's probably amazing at it, and we just don't know. Who the armorer? Yeah, we've, we've seen, seen her, her fight. one time. One time. She took out she took out a whole squad of stormtroopers by herself. She's a beast. I don't know though. I don't know if she could take out Bo. Bo's pretty she's pretty mad. <laughs> mad. She's pretty angry. I guess. There's one angry sister of the Duchess. Yeah. Oh true, true. I don't know. But the 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 bottom line was, um, she went on to explain that the reason that their sect survived was because they left um, Mandalore because they did not like uh, Satine. They didn't like all the pacifism that was going on. I mean, we know this because of Death Watch and everything, but yeah. um, they're just making it very clear that they spun off from Death Watch. Like, they must have because Death Watch was on... Concordia, and that's where she says they were and why they survived the purge. Yeah. Which all makes perfect sense. Yep. Um, cue the emotive strings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Hype. I mean, first, first I was so excited big, that they were showing us big dune the mo- purge. Big dune moment. Big dune moment. The way it looked. I was very excited, and then all of a sudden... I was crying. <laughs> like, actually, I actually was crying. Oh, man. That was very upsetting. I'm sorry <laughs> to see it with my own two eyes. Glassed, Rips homie. Un- glassed. Get glassed, Ooh. homie. <laughs> Rip Sundari. Yeah. That shot of Sundari being blown up. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's what That's what did it. That's when I was like, I gotta go cry what now. Mean, like the... Like the- the, the big dome, the, dome yeah. the big city, because you know, within that dome, the throne lies room. Peace. my. That throne room is gone. She's left us. My, my ten, perfect ten throne oh, room. True, true. <laughs> I mean, it got pretty beat up in the last season of the Clone Wars, but this was just like no, no chance. This was it. Like it's gone. It's all gone. They're all gone. Everybody's gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like the droids walking through and, like, killing everyone, making sure everyone's dead and stuff. Oh, yeah, that was very Terminator. That was dope. I love that. 
the the CGI though. Oh, so good. Like, let's... I was gonna say the explosions, bro. Oh. Why do they look so good? <laughs> the amount of time after the amount of time that must have taken to render. Oh, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. After I watched it the first time and got like my emotions out of the way, I watched it like... again just for like, <laughs> wow, is that gorgeous? Oh, it looks so good. Holy dude. cow, it's beautiful. They did an amazing job. Like, there's not one second of this episode where I was like, oh, ball dropped. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. Yes, there is. Oh. <laughs> it's it's more funny, though, than anything else. I'll get to okay. it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, she fully states, only those that walked the way escaped the curse prophesied in the creed. Mm. And so this perfectly explains why Bo-Katan was so hell-bent on, quote-unquote, earning the Darksaber mm. um, and told Din, like, you got to let me fight Moff Gideon. I don't ask it. That's the only thing I'm going to ask of you. Just let me fight Moff Gideon. And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then he ended up doing it. And now she's like, literally, (sighs) (laughs) you kidding me, bro? I had one, he had one job and that was it. I wanted to fight him and now look what happened. Yeah. Um, Big rip, big rip. But it, it really helps solidify like how the children of the watch became so separated from the other Mandalorians yep. that happened to survive. And it's, you know, she's qualifying everything that her sect does in that, like, we're the only ones that are preserving the traditions and the culture of our home world. Um, because everybody, you know, we're like wandering, we're basically metaphorically wandering the desert at like, it's another Israelite. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Thing. Yes. It feels like, um, that whole that whole sequence, I just was like, this whole entire sequence with her, I was just like, oh yes, uh, it's like oh yes, practically losing my mind. <laughs> Calm down, woman. Because then after she gets done saying that all that story, she's like, what do you want me to forge? And no, I like that line. Whatever he said, I forget. But I was like, yes, something for a foundling. Yes. A specific foundling. And she says, this is the way. <laughs> this is the way. Um, so, yeah, if that's not chainmail, I don't know what else it could be. You know what? For my capstone project, I should really just choose an episode of, like, The Mandalorian where it's just in so that I don't have to line up any mouth. It's just <laughs> just under a helmet. It's honestly goaded. It's honestly goaded. Like, like your sister tells you all the time, bro. What? Work smarter, uh, not harder. <laughs> no, but that's so boring. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but that would be really, really economical thing for you to do. I would. I would have. I, I think a good idea would be to like record someone behind like a very thin wall, but record on the other side of the wall. So it sounds like they got something covering their face, you know? Mm-hmm. I got my thoughts, bro. I got my thoughts. Um, I mean, he flat out says he's going to go check on him. Yeah, yeah. He's going to check on Grogu. I feel like... He's bringing him some change. What's going to happen, dude? What's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> make Luke look like and a bad I... guy? I, if they make Luke look a bad guy, I'm going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> I feel bad for I those. Don't know. I feel bad for those who are on Twitter if they, that's what they do. And I'm so confused, too, because he tells Boba Fett, or he tells Finnick, like, I'm going to go check on him before I help you guys out. Right. So what's... Are we not going to see that then? Is he just going to pop back up and then we're going to see what happened in the Mandalorian? Like, I, I don't understand. 
how this is going to play out, but interesting. Mm. It got me wondering, that's for sure. Um, oh, the other thing that comes out in this conversation, in case nobody had like put this together, that the Jedi way is to sever all attachment... And that is the exact opposite of the Mandalorian way, which is based on loyalty and solidarity. Yes, dude. Yes. So, and yeah, they were, they're natural enemies. You know, they had wars and stuff. Uh, you know, we, we know that. Which, by the way, but another just, reason why the Clone Wars is, why clones are dope. Because they are also the opposite. They are also the opposite. Yes. Right? <laughs> clones. It's just the best. You you will find a way to elevate the clones above. They are everything the best. Else. They are the best. <laughs> they are the best. They are the best. They are the coolest story okay. in Star Wars. That is my opinion. I know. They are very cool. It's like it's literally, it's literally like every metaphor just thrown into one. That's what it is. You've taken. It's taken me years to come to the same conclusion but you're right i mean i've always like related to the story too to be honest like just... yeah i never cared about i never cared about the clone stories i never did when the clone wars was on tv originally i i those because you never struggled with self-identity me. that's proof maybe i haven't <laughs> i don't <laughs> which know which is good i hope not but it's it's definitely like it's it's just it, it's it um it, it is sympathetically vibrating to me that's all you just quoted the haunted mansion. Oh, sympathetic vibrations. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. Um, the next moment wherein I lost my Where, mind. Wherein <laughs> the armor and Din sparring. Yeah, and she's like, bah, bah, and she's <laughs> speaking. Yeah, what is that? Mandoa. Okay, so that's old Mandalorian language. It's like, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. But as far as I know, it has never entered. Oh. Well, I look. I didn't think it had, and then when I looked it up, the orange, the origins of Mandoa are in games. Oh. Knights of the Old Republic ah. and. Star Wars Republic Commando. Ah. That's where, they, that's where it started. Okay. But then it never really made its way into post-Disney canon stuff. <sighs> these fools. These fools making these cool video games and then they never take anything from them. What the heck is going on? Well, they did. Okay, they need to do more and of that because there's so much good stuff in there that no one knows about. It's upsetting. Well, I mean, they're re... Where is my boy? Where is Knights of the Old Republic? So where is my boy? Which boy? You have several. Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis. (laughs) I want to keep saying it. I'm gonna keep saying it. They're making another game. Did you not hear the news? I did hear the news. It was very vague news, though. It was like, well, someday there's gonna be a sequel (laughs) to Fallen Order. (laughs) We don't know when. It could be. I mean, I'm pretty sure years. that game it was. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that game was in development for a really long time because it, it is so nice. Like it's so well made. It's like yeah. insanely well. The story is so good in that game. They gave basically no information other than another one is coming. <laughs> okay, well, uh, as we like, suspected. But 
but it's just very interesting too because that game that game is one of the only games I've played in a while from a big from like an A from AAA franchise or whatever they call it. Um, it's the only game in a while that was only a story game. Like like there's no multiplayer. There's no like additional third game mode. It's literally just you play the story and that is it. That is the game. That's why everybody loved it. So it's much. just so, it was so cool. It's just so. Well, I don't even play games. It's so well crafted. It. It's so because they just dedicated all the time to the story, which is so cool. Like, yeah, it's dope. It was pretty. That's why Force Unleashed was good awesome. too. Force Unleashed, they did the same thing. And where they finally realized <clears throat> the Night Sisters. Yeah, <laughs> we are sleeping on them. True, true. We got to bring them back. Like they're the best. True. Um, yeah, so the fighting and the Mandoa and the, the sound effects during this sequence. They are good. They are good. They are... And then she basically Owns becomes Kanan, becomes Kanan, and she becomes, or he becomes Sabine. Ah. It's, it's practically, okay, <laughs> the reason it took me so long to get back with you to record this episode is because I sat and watched Trials of the Darksaber, because I was like, okay, I haven't seen that for a while. I know it's extremely similar to this fight, to was it this like, training that was they're doing. Was it like doing. the same step, step thing? They count, even. Oh my gosh. Like, in English, they, one, two, three, okay. four. Like, it's, it's, she hurts herself with the Darksaber. Mm, mm. She accidentally touches her arm or something, her own arm, and hurts herself with it. it the conversation is practically the same. Like, she's like, it's really heavy. It feels so heavy. And he's like, that's because you're not focusing. That's because you're you're trying to wield the weapon and you need to, like, let the weapon f- flow through, you know, the crystal and blah, blah, blah. It's literally the same conversation, basically. I must say, that- I must say, Adventure Time did it first. Gonna put it oh out there. God. Gonna put it out there. The first. It was the first. To do what? To do the whole thing with, like, you need to let the thing lead you kind of thing. Like... How do you know that came before Rebels? I mean, Adventure Time's older than Rebels. Is Adventure Time older than Star Wars? <laughs> no. What's your point? I mean, that's what happened with Obi-Wan and Luke when he's had his little helmet on. and. I guess. I guess. I guess. I mean, it's the oldest trope in the world anyway, it seems like. Okay, whatever. They do it in Adventure Time, that's my point. Uh, so she says, as they're fighting... You're fighting against the blade. Wax him in the head with a hammer. Yeah. I literally thought there was going to be a dent left, just like Boba Fett's. I really thought oh. there was going to be a dent, but the, <laughs> there was That would be kind of dumb. Um, and Din remarks, it just fe- it just keeps feeling heavier and heavier. And she says, you are too weak to fight the Darksaber. It will win if you fight against it. You cannot control it with your strength. And he says, I'm focused. And she said, the blade says otherwise. <laughs> Yeah. Tell him. <laughs> Tell him what a clown he's Tell made. him. <laughs> and it doesn't... It, the, the difference between Kanan and Sabine and them is that with Kanan and Sabine, she finally gets it. Yeah. And she realizes why she's, why she's so blocked off and basically fixes it, whereas yeah, he right. doesn't, and he doesn't get a chance to because then... Dum dum. He's like Paz Vizsla. He's like, like, let me try. <laughs> yeah. 
I think you suck and I want to take it. It's in my family anyway. Meh. It's so annoying. It's like, bro, but get out of here. Like the, he's even worse at it, which is so funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, he thinks he wins for a second, and then he can't even, like, hardly swing it to kill Din, and he gets a shot in, like, or he gets a... stabs him with a just a regular old dagger or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but the bottom line with that is... Um, Din ends up getting kicked out of the covert because he cannot tell a lie. Yep. And he has to admit that he took off his helmet and um, Armor's not having it. Yeah. She's like, well, then you are no longer a Mandalorian. I was like... <gasps> yeah, that's a little rude. Like Maybe he, I don't like He just much. gets back. He just gets back. That's tough. And also, ballsy, because, I mean, if you believe... That the true Mandalore is the one that wins the Darksaber in battle. Mm. He did. Yeah. And now you're going to kick him out? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> cutthroat. What? It's very cutthroat. Like, what are you doing? Like, I <laughs> thought... I don't know. That was very, very... But then, you know, she gives him the out. Well, you know, if you go take a bath in the water underneath the... And, he, and I'm like, the what now? <laughs> yeah, which is, but, which is also very Arthurian, I should say. Oh, it's very much Lady is, in the Lake. I'm just lives. like, the Lady in the Lake. But it's also, it reminded me a lot of um, the Witches of Dathomir, too, because sure. they have their little special water. Yeah, true. Uh, that they that that's sacred to them and magical and whatnot. So, I mean, we didn't hear about that just for nothing. Sure. We're going to Mandalore. Oh yeah, I, dude. Yeah, obviously. obviously. We're going to Mandalore. It's probably what season three is. Season three, I feel like, is going to be so lore heavy. Mm. I'd hope so. And cool. and the fact that, you know, he's going to see Grogu, he's probably going to see Luke. He's already been told, like, well, this weapon is actually a Jedi's weapon. Yeah. Uh, it's so it's do, just kind of think, all you, pointing in the same direction. Do you think that the sword fights him because it's... Do you think it's the Force that's fighting him? Yeah, because he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Okay. Okay. He's very unfocused. He's supposed to be focusing on his relationship with his son. Yeah. Okay. And what does he do? What did he do? He sent him away. He's cutting up people for money with with this ancient relic. Yeah. <laughs> of course the the dark saber's like, "Please, bro. What are you doing?" <laughs> This is so not... You're just really working against me here. This is not what we're supposed to be doing. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's very Cain and Abel. Because it's like Joseph, you know, over Cain and... Or, I'm sorry, Abraham over Cain and Abel. Just being like, you are my son. What? You're being stupid. That's a totally different story. Cain and Abel are Adam and Eve's sons. Um... If you're talking about... Um... Like Joseph and his brothers and... No, I'm talking about Abraham. And Isaac? 
No. You're getting all your Bible stories all I mixed thought up. Cain and Abel were the sons of Abraham and what's her name? No. I always forget her name. Nope. Adam and Eve. Really? Yes. What? I'm looking this up. I'm not wrong. I'm sure you're not wrong. It's just trust me. I want to see details. Well, Never mind then. sorry, I'm stupid. Jeez. <laughs> Thirteen years of Catholic school. Okay. What did it get you? Pain and trauma. That's what it got me. <laughs> Don't say that. Okay. Let's... Oh, twelve years, not thirteen. Oh no, actually thirteen, because he went there for preschool. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Dennis sent on his way. With what being being now separated from his covert, I was wrong, which is harsh. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, here's my biggest dis- disappointment of the entire episode. Such they dropped a ball. Okay. They didn't get Allison Janney to do the voiceover announcements at the spaceport. Oh yeah, I was kind of like, bro, <laughs> why did you miss the chance? Yeah. Now, okay, I will forgive if they tried and she said no or it just didn't work out or whatever. But you need to tell me that you at least tried. Because Allison Janney does the voiceover for Star Tours when you're boarding your flight on Star Tours. I know. And you hear a voiceover in this episode and it is clearly not Allison Janney. It, no, it's not. Like they went, they went to the trouble to have a Rex droid. I know, dude be like the purser or whatever they went to they went to the trouble of having the checked luggage look just like the checked luggage on star tours like when you're in line and you see the x-rays of the luggage same kind of compartment thing Mm -hmm. shaped thing they went to all that trouble and you're gonna tell me that you did not get allison janney to do your voiceover (laughs) i'm sure they tried and and you didn't even get someone to try to sound like allison janney all right, all right, let it go, woman. <laughs> this episode is trash. No, oh, my gosh. I'm kidding, but I was, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, come on. This is such an easy, easy one. Um, okay, and what, okay, please help me. What movie is it where there's a comic? It's something like when he's putting, when he's putting all of his weapons down in that compartment. Yeah. There is a movie where the same thing happens and it's played off as a joke. Like they just keep taking stuff and putting it in the compartment. Like, and then they take off like a fake leg and put it in the compartment. Airplane. Is it airplane? I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's not, that's pretty obvious. Even (laughs) that was airplane. Well, I'm going to put a pin in that because I'm not positive it's airplane, but I got to check. But it does sound like it would be airplane, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, whatever. It it reminded me of something, and I just couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It's it's pretty common. I mean, I think that's, that's a trope. I think that's done a lot. Just the entire concept of Din flying commercial <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> it's rip. It's a, it's a tough time for him, dude. He doesn't have that ship. He's got to he get around no somehow. no ship. Taking, he has no kid. He's taking the bus. He's taking the bus. He's sitting there <laughs> looking at that little Grogu head-shaped. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Little package. He couldn't even bring, like, his weapons on the plane with yeah, him. Yeah, his fan. He's his, really... His fan. It's all really sad. It is. 
All right, go ahead. Talk, scream about the BD droid. Oh. I know you're dying to scream about the BD droid. I screamed about the BD droid. No, it just makes me angrier. And I don't... It just makes me angrier. They're making you wait for Cal. Yes, dude. Even longer. Stop. Like, just do it. I don't care about the Mandalorian. Just do it. Come on. You you squealed <laughs> when you saw the BD droid. Oh, no, that was awesome. No, that was cool. I like BD. He's so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so bird-like. Like, how I am I not going to love him? Yeah. He like, and the way he, he like was like around. doing his little, his little stompy feet. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, stompy, stompy, stompy. Oh my god, it was so cute. Yes. Um, Amy Sedaris. Oh yeah. Is giving. She's doing well. So much, Hondo Anaka energy. Mm, that's true. I think of it's, that. it's Hondo Anaka energy. I finally figured it out. Okay. Like I knew it was something. But I'm like, God, what is she? It's like reminding me of something or somebody or a combination of people. When she said custom modifications, oh, yeah. well, that's when it clicked in my head. Doesn't like, Anakin, oh my God, it's doesn't Anakin say that? Maybe he does. As a boy, when he's talking about his pod racer, like, I made some special modifications or something like that. Oh, he does say that. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But I, it made me think of um, the little... Hondo Anaka room yeah. on Smuggler's Run, yeah. where he's literally telling you, "I've made some my own special modifications <laughs> on the on the Falcon." Uh, but I really, 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 I I didn't know if I really liked that character at first, the Pelly character. Yeah. But this really, like, brought it home. Okay, that's good. She's she's friggin' hilarious. Don't tell me that whole I dated a Jawa. Uh. They're furry. That was improv. Don't tell oh, me that was not improv. Definitely, it definitely, it definitely. had to have been. No chance, bro. No chance. No chance. So that wouldn't have funny. been approved if it was in the script. I feel like. <laughs> oh yeah, and the very first thing she says to him when she brings him in to see the ship is "Ready to have your mind blown," <laughs> which she was saying she was talking to us, obviously. Yeah. Because if you had given me. 30 oh, guesses. No chance. No chance. <laughs> yeah, I was like, huh? A, hun- a, hun- a hundred guesses. I would not have thought she's going to give him an N1 Starfighter. Like, I, that wouldn't have even crossed my mind. But the way it works, though, how does it work, though? <laughs> Why does it work so well? Why does it look so good? I don't know. Like him in the cockpit. I don't know. I mean, why does it look so normal? I don't know, but, and I appreciated that he called it a pile of junk. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he had to. But they literally name drop Padme. Yeah, dude. Which is crazy. I mean, <laughs> when I sat down to watch this episode of The Mandalorian. You were not expecting did, the word. You mean Boba Fett? Sorry, yeah, Boba see? Fett? See? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. See? <laughs> it is an episode of The Mandalorian, though. I know. There's no there's no two ways about it. Honestly, they should have just... On, I in did the title, not... In the title card, they should have just called it The Mandalorian. That's what they should have done. Well, they did. Return of The Mandalorian. No, I mean, instead of saying The Book of Boba Fett, they should have just... Actually, they shouldn't have even said that. They should have just said Return of The Mandalorian. That would have been clever and very cool if they had done that. Hmm. Maybe. I actually would have loved that if they did that. Sorry. What I'll, I was going to go. say is, go. though, yeah. I when I sat down to watch this, I did not expect to cry 
over <laughs> um Mandoa. Let's see. Mandoa. Oh my god, you actually being cried spoken. I teared up a little. Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> the destruction of Sindari and the fact that they have a tricked out in one Starfighter and name drop Padme. Facts. These are not things I expected to happen to me. Also, correct me if I correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't wasn't the N1 Starfighter one of the original, if not the original, Lego set of a Star Wars ship? I would believe that it was. I'm pretty because, sure it was, dude. Because it was maybe a Tie Fighter. I, one, I do remember the old Tie Fighter though. I do. It was one of the first things that they released a picture of it. Um, before the Phantom Menace like came out, yeah. like long before it came out, it was that ship design was in the it, you know shown to people very early on, right? And and it you know it's weird how many prequel feels I'm having. Like I didn't, I I realized. I have prequel feels during the Bad Batch. Like, the Bad Batch really brought it home. Yeah. To where I was like, why am I crying over <laughs> over the destruction of Camino? Like, I didn't even know I cared that much about Camino. I didn't know I cared that much about N1 Starfighters. I really didn't. Well, surprise, surprise. I mean, they are, like, probably the most underrated Star Wars ships I mean, there's one in Star Tours. I love that when you get that ending. When yeah, you're cool. on Naboo yeah. and the Starfighter point like yeah. breaks the glass. Yeah. That's fun. That is cool. I like that's one of my favorite endings. And it has a chrome, Star Tours. It has a chrome finish, right? No. In the in Star Tours? No, in in Mandalorian. Or both at whatever. Well, they take the paint off. He takes they there's like they show him sanding what's left of the yellow paint. Away. Yeah, because he wants it to be chrome. Because, <laughs> you know, that's his deal. Yeah. No, it looks super cool, dude. Oh, the sounds, though. Oh, the sounds. Well, wait, though. wait, wait. Before we go ahead, I'm working on me. I dated a Jawa. I I, I don't even understand why that's in this show, but yeah. thank God it is, because, my God, it was funny. Um, And they're furry. Yeah. What's going to make me laugh is if she improved that, and now the story group has to <laughs> canonize it canonize the jawas are furry <laughs> that's gonna make me laugh if that ever comes up again um i really enjoyed the ship building montage because it was paralleled quill and yeah. din builds it putting the razor crest back together yeah she's talking a lot of trash about razor crests though <laughs> no that's funny Huge shout out for all the car modding people in the world. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So much language about, like, the parts of the ship and stuff. Oh, yeah. That was another thing that made me laugh. Because remember how I know that Carrie Fisher had said it in an interview and Harrison Ford had said it in an interview. Like, George Lucas would write all this technical yeah. jargon and stuff. And they would just be like, George, you we can't say that. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's, like, we can't say. It. And this episode, this entire segment, it was just 
techno babble after techno babble after techno babble. Totally. Oh my gosh, I totally really? think it was like it I totally think it was like an inside joke. Oh nice. About how they would complain about George's writing. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and and like the techno babble aspects. Um, oh yeah, this made me laugh. You hit this button, you're gonna evacuate your exhaust manifold, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, honestly it was a little cringy, but Oh my god, no way, that was so funny. No, I liked the whole scene though. The whole scene was very good. I like um, the pitroids. I always like me some pitroids in some new Star Wars. All her droids are amazing. Her entire crew of droids. I just love all her droids so much. BD is a perfect addition. True. Oh, in the moment when he's helping Din figure out what part of the ship that panel goes on. And he says, thanks, little guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's goaded, dude. This is the man who hates droids like uh remember? true yes uh yes yes the character growth yeah the character growth oh yeah he's a dad now and he loves i mean little droids it was pretty much after ig11 that he became okay with droids i know but oh my god no it's so cool though that he's still maintaining yeah. that right, and you probably let me ask you this did you notice because i noticed that that long part that they get from the Jawas at the end. That big long. Oh, yeah, it looks like, like the pole in the trash compactor. <laughs> what What are they even doing? Like. <laughs> what? Who's pulling that out of their butt? Oh, yeah. Hey, I know. We can make one of the parts look like the thing that they use in the trash bag. Like, <laughs> nobody's going to get. Nobody's going to catch that one. Ha, ha, ha. And oh, then, like, man. literally everybody's like. Why? Okay, well, now we know what it's called. It's called a cryogenic combustion booster. So That's cool. Ta-da. No, that's pretty cool, though, that we know that now. It was very funny, though. Yeah. That they probably thought they were going to get that by, like, everybody. Oh, no. No. They knew that people who looked closely would know what that was. I don't even look that closely, and I recognized it immediately. Like, it just was. I mean, like, the texture of the one part know. of it with, like, the bumps. It just, like, looks. <clears throat> okay, well. Let's get to the good part here. This was very interesting, though, because, you know, symbolically, he gave up gave up having a ship that would be in any way supporting his bounty hunter lifestyle. Oh, yeah. No, nah, this ain't it. He just likes to There's fly. Nothing. That's confirmed. He just likes to <clears throat> fly, dude. That's it. Well, I mean, okay, fine. But if he's going to continue to be a bounty hunter, he can't like how is this ship he can't what's he gonna do how do you know because he doesn't have a place for weapons he doesn't have a place to store the bodies like he doesn't have a a freezer thing anymore maybe he's just not i mean he's about to start working for boba fett and he doesn't let him work for skug holes so (laughs) but you know what he has room for in the little because <laughs> she specifically said, she specifically said, oh yeah, the, the top I, thing. I, oh, dude, I, I knew you weren't gonna win an astro astromech, so I just you know gutted that part, and I keep telling people I'm like, oh, there's gonna there's gonna be a five point harness, baby baby chair. No, we're just gonna we're just gonna see his like head popping out of that. That's gonna be oh so my good. God. That actually I can't even believe I didn't think of that. It's gonna be so. They're cute. definitely gonna do that. 
They're definitely, there's no chance they're not. Yeah. Like I said, like you can practically see the five-point harness, which you probably don't know what that means. I know what a five-point harness is, dude. Do you? Yes. In a baby seat? Yes. Yeah. That's going to be Grogu's little, <laughs> little co-pilot chair. Yeah. So, in, in a way, that's what that ship represents. Not only does it represent friggin' Padme, which is great, which is great. I still can't wrap my brain around <laughs> that they actually talk about the Queen of Naboo. Also, why were you talking to me so much, asking me repeatedly why what that instrument was that was playing his theme? Oh. Hang on just a second, because oh, okay. we're almost there. Okay. Um, the big dragon rooster? Oh, yeah. I love you. <laughs> the Drewster. The the Drewster. Yeah. Is that what we're calling like it? Like Avatar, how they call animals the combination. Oh, <laughs> the dragon rooster. Yeah. What about a roost gun? Yeah. <laughs> Drewster Drewster's better. Yeah, yeah. Why was that even in there? Like, why was that even in there? I don't know. Other than to just make me happy. <laughs> yeah. It's a dragon bird. Right. A big all one. Right, all right, all right. <laughs> move on. Sorry. Move on. <laughs> um, I just wrote, yeah, I cried when they brought the in one out of the garage. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, that overhead shot? That was good. Because they made it so, they made it look so ceremonial. Good. Yeah, they made it look so and good. It look, and it does look so good. Um, yeah, I just thought what you said before. That the music that is playing, I don't think it's like a quote or anything from any kind of music in Phantom Menace or... It's not. It's not. Padme music. But the fact that they use like this really emotive, what I think is a cello, and you think it might be a cello too, or it <laughs> could be a something else you said. I was thinking it honestly kind of sounded like it could be like a solo cello and a solo upright bass played on a high string mm. together. Well, whatever it was... Just because of the it, production, it could be just cello, though, normally. Whatever it was, it really made me keep crying. <laughs> because it just felt... It just... I don't know what it was. It was, it was good. just very... It was good. It just had a Padme vibe about it. I did it. like that moment. That moment was cool. Can't explain it. Um, <laughs> they have written some very excellent ship porn. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, No boys. score. Sound effects. Mm. Visuals. Um, flying the Boon to Eve course, w the Womp Rat in Beggar's Canyon, and that all of the, this episode nails Star Wars nostalgia. That's what I'm saying. The, That's why I said. It's done right. At the beginning of this recording, I'm like, Star Wars brain, very pleased by this episode. Very pleased. Yeah. No, that was very good, dude. Yeah. Very, very good. Also, I think, I think the, um, I think the N1 starfighter with the mandalorian and it looks good i've tried to figure that i've been trying to figure out why that looks good because you would not think that would look good because it's like such a dated thing combined with such like a present thing like to mash them up like that so i'm kind of thinking like number one the n1 starfighter just the look of it is very very futurist like very ralph Macquarie. in fact didn't he like make a design that looked exactly like the n1 starfighter i don't i 
Doug Chang, as far as I know, is the one that designed it. So. Oh, okay. I mean, but that is like so pinnacle, like. But it is very Macquarie's. Like, yeah, he clearly dude. was in. It's just in that headspace. It's just so like it's weird, like surreal futurism, to me. Um. And like the Mandalorian, just in general, the Mandalorian look is based on obviously medieval knights, but before Star Wars existed, there was like Metropolis. And kind of like that mm-hmm. look of like the skinny faced robot with like the like it just looked very like abstract and kind of go- creepy and like stuff like that. Um, surreal, like t- surreal horror, kind of surreal futurism horror. Um, I don't know. So like the, the look of it is very fut- it's like combining two different realms of futurism, which I think is kind of cool. It did look super cool. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't even sure he was going to fit in there at first. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tight squeeze. Yeah. But, man. Bro, the sounds are so good. Man. The sounds are so good, though. Yeah. It was something. It looks very good visually. It looked very real. Yeah, I'm just, like, reliving it in my head right now, going, man, yeah. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> it was so good. And when he finally, like, went up into space and started spinning. Yeah. <laughs> That was a little... That was as on the nose as it gets, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Since that's the same exact ship Anakin spun in. Yep, yep. Um, but he gets pulled over <laughs> by the buzzkill New Republic cops. Yeah. Uh, that whole exchange was actually very funny. I liked that. That, that, that. that acting was really good, I thought. like. And yeah, I'm sure you recognize that one yeah. pilot. Yeah. Um. He was supposed to be in that Republic Rangers mm. show that got shelved. Yeah. So at least they're keeping him around, which is good because he's great. Yeah. But the other thing that I didn't know and I didn't realize was the other pilot is played by a guy named Max Lloyd Jones, who was the guy that played Luke's body double in the. Um, finale of season two of the mandalorian that's cool like it was it was him and then they just erased his face and very interesting casting very interesting because when you look at that i mean when i saw him i was like wow they really cast somebody that looks a heck of a lot like luke skywalker that's funny (laughs) and then later on i read somewhere like that was actually the guy that played luke skywalker i'm like oh my word okay (laughs) um yeah so the fact that he used his he used that button that she was telling him about to get away, yeah. and it was, like, so fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to like it. Yeah. I think oh, he's going to yeah. like his new ship, yeah. at least for a while. Yeah. At least for a yeah, while. Yeah, we haven't had, like, a speedy ship in a while. I don't think ever. Right. Like, speed like, demon when ship? Have we? we don't really get that. And I just, for the record, we are now three for three. Over ships, yeah. The Razor Crest, <laughs> the now named Fire Spray, Boba's ship, and the so far unnamed N1. Oh, yeah, what do you think it's going to be called? The third ship, do you think- shaped exactly like a uterus and ovaries. And I'm not going to be taking any questions about this. It is what it is. <laughs> if you are offended by that, you're, yeah, you're stupid. it's you it's not me it's you <laughs> dude but um why do they keep doing that do you think 
what do you think he's gonna call it we got we gotta take predictions now because i know i know yeah he's gonna have to name it something ah i was thinking about this when i first watched the episode like i really need to think about what he's gonna name it yeah ah i don't know probably like A speed demon. <laughs> speed demon? No way. I'll be mad if that's what it is. <laughs> if you're right. Oh, we haven't even Chitty talked Chitty about Chitty the fact Bang that we... <laughs> we should just call it that. <laughs> if he doesn't, if he doesn't name it, we're calling it Chitty Chitty <laughs> The fact that when he got back and she's like, "How was it?" and he said, "Wizard." Oh my god, dude! I was like, "What is happening? Why did he just say wizard?" God. What is that? What is that? I, I know it's like old talk, but like, what is... It's from the Phantom Menace. Wait, what? It's from the Phantom Menace. What do you mean? Anakin's little friends. Oh. How did you notice that? Because it's weird. Because it's in the <laughs> Phantom Menace and it's weird. Okay. I never noticed that. And the fact that he used like Phantom Menace little kid slang yeah. for cool. True. <laughs> Wizard. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, they just went out of their way to make this, for some reason, they're t- making this particular episode, because the rest of the Book of Boba Fett has been all about Attack of the Clones, basically. Oh yeah, the shot to Phantom But they went, they went out of their way to make this just a big love letter to the Phantom Menace. It's crazy. True, that is cool. The coolest thing ever, really. It is, it is. Because when does that ever happen? Never. Yeah. Sadly. Okay, at the very end, Fennec shows up. And <laughs> now we're tied back into the boring story. Boring. But, but he does say, like I said, before he's going to help Boba out, he has to go pay a visit to a little friend, so I'm confused. Is that the next episode? Are we That's getting Grogu I, in the next episode, dude? I mean, what I could see happening... Is we get a Boba Fett he, episode and then... It, no, is that he shows back up. We don't see the visit. Oh. But that he shows back up with Grogu in tow. Oh, do we see it in the Mandalorian, do you think? And we see it in the Mandalorian, what happened, and it was... Oh, man, drama. they're just playing games now. That's the only way I can... I mean, or else he just doesn't show back up with Grogu either, and we see it later in The Mandalorian, because we've right. only got two episodes left, oh. of, and we got to have this war. When does the... Like this, when does the we got a whole-ass war to have in two episodes. When does the third season of Mandalorian come out? Late this year. Ah. Uh, so there's not going to be any new content. No. <gasps> That's okay. What are we going to do? Like What's I the said, podcast going to do? What are we gonna do? Well, like I said, though, we have Book of Boba Fett early 2022, season two of The Bad Batch in May oh, and yeah. June. Let's go. Let's go. And then a few months later, we have season three of Mandalorian. Like, don't tell me this is an all one story. It totally is. True. This is what they're doing. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> um, I... There is something happening on my Twitter timeline that I do not like. Oh, boy. Here we go. See, 
I gotta criticize you. Get off Twitter, and man. And it's picking up speed. It's picking up speed. I keep seeing oh, more oh. people down for this, and hey, I'm not down for this. What if I told you? I am currently indifferent about this. I don't have a stance in either direction if I'm going to tell you. All right, you. let me just say what it is. There is a faction of people who think that the dark saber should be destroyed. Mm. And I will not stand for this slander. <laughs> okay. We are not a dark saber hating podcast. We are pro dark saber. Are we? I don't know if I am yet. Well, I am. Okay. Obviously. I own like five of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't intend to stop anytime soon. I'm going to keep collecting dark sabers. Although it does seem like when I get into something, that's when it is destroyed. I.e. the Razor Crest. True, that was unfortunate timing. Unfortunate. You know, I still have, I still don't have my giant Razor Crest. It hasn't. Oh my gosh. Yet. I did just, I got an email about a month ago that said, okay, we're almost ready. Let's make sure we have the right address oh. for you because your dark, your dark saber, your Razor Crest is going to show up someday. <laughs> someday. Um, so I guess it's sort of coming. I don't know when, okay. but anyway, here's, here's their, here's. The leg they're trying to stand on. I mean, I, I, I'm going to guess that it has something to do with, like, with the Darksaber in play, there will never be a chance for them to unite over just, like, camaraderie. It's always over, like, one object. Well, yes. But based mostly on the concept from Lord of the Rings. Ah. Uh, that the Ring of Power uh, corrupts everyone mm. that... It, mm. it belongs to. See, uh, uh, Prove it. Prove to me that the Darksaber has that type of influence. I mean, it all depends Be on how this Jedi was. If this Jedi created it, that's why it's yeah. important. That is why we need to know. It does depend know. on that. Like, we need to know. Is this a device that was created for the purposes of power, or was it created for the purposes of defense? You know what I mean? Like, I... But, okay, here's, I was totally going to bring that up. Like, it does depend on his intention. Yeah. But as far as we know, he was a legit Jedi. Yeah. You know, he wasn't like a secret Sith or anything like that. As far as we know. So if that stands true, and that, and then it's just a lightsaber. Yeah. Honestly, do you think that, do you think that So if you're going to call for the dark saber to be destroyed because it supposedly corrupts yeah, like every then you're going to have to destroy every lightsaber ever including the Skywalker one. Yeah, oh which yeah, that one definitely. Is like laced with the blood of children, like <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, so I was going to say though um with Luke with Luke being involved, maybe he's the one to give like a recount of who Tarvisla was. You know. I mean That's too easy. If they don't do that, like it's like come on, dude. Come on. If if that happens, I will forgive them for bringing him into this story. The sacred Jedi texts. The, he has them at his disposal. <laughs> He's been reading. No, he doesn't have them yet. He's on the island now. He's still young. No, he's not. Uh, how do we He's know at that? his temple. Because he's training Grogu. He's training Ben Solo right now as we speak. His temple? Yeah, he built a new temple. Isn't the temple on the island? 
No, dude. Oh. It's totally in a different place. Okay. That's the first Jedi temple. That's like the most ancient Jedi temple there is. I know, but I thought he built a temple on the same island. Mm-mm. Okay. No, 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 no. It's totally somewhere else. Okay. Anywho. Uh, to me, that is just not... And the only reason I would think that that is what's going to happen is because Filoni is so obsessed with Lord of the Rings. (laughs) True, true. Yikes. That he would possibly do that, and then that would be his reason for why he did it. Well, you know what could happen? Mm. It might get destroyed, but a new one might be created. But the the whole concept is wrong. Yeah, I get it. Again, if it truly was the lightsaber of the only Mandalorian Jedi to ever exist, which I also find weird, but yeah, if Grogu is a Jedi, then he is a Mandalorian Jedi. True. True. This is why I don't think it's going to get destroyed because a, it doesn't follow suit that it's not a corruptive force. It is just a lightsaber. It just so happens to be a special one. And it's the only Mandalorian Jedi so far. And, the Mandal it united the Mandalorians. It did not cause strife until right. strife are was already happening. Is what it, it didn't cause the strife. Yeah, sure. How did it cause? How did it? How did it corrupt Sabine? It didn't. How did it corrupt Bo-Katan? It didn't. She's not cursed. There is no curse. Well, I mean, th- okay, a, but consider the fact that loot that Anakin's lightsaber got broken. So I think if they're willing to do that, I think they would be willing to destroy the Darksaber, personally. Yeah, but it got put back together. It wasn't even... Well, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think it would get put back together upon the reuniting of the Mandalorian people, you know? Okay, so you're not saying it's completely destroyed and then they just build a new one. You're saying it's just kind of broken. Yeah. But then it gets. I mean, that's like, like metaphorical. It. You can't deny that that is the metaphor that is happening right now, because that is the lowest point. Every hero's journey, there has to every story, there has to be like a lowest point, and that would be the lowest point, because they already are been wiped. Like they're already exodized. Like they're already split apart in the universe, and they have. It's a story, so like we're just waiting for that moment. For like, we are at the bottom here. Like there's only going up from here, kind of thing. I suppose I still, that wouldn't be terrible. I but, still um, don't think that there has been enough bad things happening in present time. Like, there's been a lot of backstories that are bad, like the Tusken Raiders dying, hit the Mandalorian, uh, the the uh, Night of a Thousand Tears. Like, we've been seeing a lot of backstory. I want to see some present tragedy that they're having to deal with. You know what I mean? Like, like I guess the, the most we've gotten is him getting kicked out of the the convert like that's like that that's like the worst we've gotten so far don't you think like plot wise i mean no quill died oh, i'm talking about book of boba fett though oh i thought you were talking about like the big picture story no um i want more bad stuff something bad well, has to happen I, I told you that's why i'm worried about fennec oh I'm very worried about fennec for that very reason um but I'm just not, I'm not subscribing to this. The Dark Saber has to go. Like, these people are being very 
militant about it. Okay. Like it is the problem. Oh man. The dark saber is the problem. No. It's not dude. the. It it's totally taking away any responsibility from the people and just saying, oh, it's the dark saber. No, it is not. Well, that also kind of robs. So that robs for the chance of redemption too. Yeah, it takes it takes the responsibility away from all those people who are basically constantly fighting each other to say that, oh, all we got to do is throw the ring of power into Mordor and then everything's fine. No, that's not how that's no, that's not how this works. I'm going to be really upset if that is what happens for that reason, because I just don't buy into that. Mm. I think that's wrong. And the the whole point of the dark saber is to unite yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of that sense. That is that's why it's not working well for Din. That's why it wasn't working well for Sabine. She they have to figure it out. It's 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 not it's a lightsaber. It's got a friggin' kyber crystal in it. Oh yeah, by the way, is that kyber crystal like black? Like what is it? I don't know. Yeah. I really want to know. Yeah. I totally want to know this. It's probably just like a yin uh, yin and yang. That's what, it is. what if it's yeah what if it's like white with black flecks in it yeah kind of like yeah. the blade is black with white flecks yeah, in it yeah 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 so yeah you're never gonna convince me that i mean you're talking to somebody who thought ben solo's or not ben solo's but kylo's lightsaber should have been saved yeah true true so it really should if been. i thought if I thought that, I certainly don't think the Darksaber deserves to be destroyed. Because that's... It's not the ring, guys. It's not the ring. Yeah, it's... It's not the same story. Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of... That would be a cop-out, honestly. It would be a cop-out. This... The, it's the only... Besides Grogu, it's the only little bit of force, forcey stuff in this entire tale of the Mandalorian. True, true. And I don't really think... Until Tarvisla is in it. That there's the person. That, uh, Well, I mean, that's part of him, so that goes with him. Yeah, yeah. I don't really think they should get rid of that because it represents balance, and that is what the Mandalorians are looking for. They're looking for balance because you can't have total pacifism and you can't have total warlike tendencies either. There has to be a middle ground. Yeah. Okay. You will you you will see a hissy fit if they blow up the dark saber. <laughs> okay. That's a fair. Just so that's you fair. know. I think we should wrap it up okay. though because I gotta I gotta go to Target. Yep. We are going to wrap it up, okay. but I just want to also put it out there because I don't think you answered me on my text that I sent you that we you just asked a little while ago. What are we gonna do after Book of Boba Fett? Oh yeah yeah. <clears throat> well, we still have to do our movie analysis. <laughs> we want to do that, but also. Um, a lot of people are now talking about who deserves to be Mandalore. Oh. And we kind of talked about this before, but I think I've changed my mind. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure I said I wanted there to be, like, Din and Bo-Katan. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said. Basically being, you know, the masculine and the feminine coming together. Yeah in balance to rule Mandalore. Yeah. I can't say I hate that idea, but I think I have a better, I think I have it. 
a different take now. Because every time they give us more information on what's going on with the Mandalorians, I think I'm probably going to change my mind. But I think we should do a whole episode, go down the list of the candidates. Oh, okay, that's cool. And, and like... Rank them on most candidates, at least worthy. Pros and cons. Pros and cons of each candidate. Okay. And see who we come out... who, Who... who do we think okay. by the end of it? Because we've only got two more weeks of this show, and then we're going to have a while before May 4th and the Bad Batch starts. We need to guess what the name of the end one is before I leave, though. Quickly, guess. Oh, I can't come up with something I was talking about. Okay. Um, something about royal. Oh? Something about a queen or a royal or Because of Naboo, like. Queen of Naboo. A reference to Padme in, in some way. Could be just... A loose reference. Yeah, could be just, like, Lotus or something. The Lotus. Oh. <laughs> that would be cool. I mean, he would be pulling that out of his butt because we've never had a reference to a Lotus before. Yeah. In this show. But who cares? At all. Who cares? Who cares? I would, I would, uh, I would probably cry, but <laughs> that would be so good. But I don't think that's what it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. He's gonna, he's gonna take that info he got from Pelly and be like, okay, we're gonna call it royal something. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And you're gonna say Lotus something. Yeah, I'll just go with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see. Okay. I do gotta get going though. All right, if you would like to reach out to us, I am on Twitter, at FreyAdjacent. Our actual account, <laughs> podcast account, which I never really check, but Do you ever if get you emails want from to... No. <laughs> okay. No. But it's at UnknownReachPod. I, I do have an email um, that I have checked recently. Mm, mm. Zero activity. Okay. Um... Do I even remember what it is? It is Unknown Regions Podcast at uh, gmail.com. Oh my god, are you good, dude? Are you good? <laughs> I can't We're remember. almost done. Pull through. I can't remember if that's right. <laughs> Bro. Colin's on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we are both on Facebook. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Okay. That's it. We're done for the day. Okay, okay. There's a lot of podcasting oh, yeah. today, guys. Uh, hey, Colin. Yo. See you around, kid. Peace. <laughs>Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regents Podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.